coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? I want to build a coal mine, but only if Legolas isn't here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah got, got, it. It. got it. Have you ever been to a council meeting? Yes, that happens it's... every second council oh, meeting. Oh, really? That's not even in the top ten most unhinged shit I've ever seen in a council I've, meeting. I've got, like, so many dreams I can bring to council now. <laughs> <Yeah. like. laughs> Her legs popped off. Her balls turned into flowers. <laughs> yeah, balls. <laughs> UFOs in the skies, Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rock circles and Jesus toast. The time that Kesha fucked a ghost. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal, and I'm joined, as per usual, by someone who is both experienced and has been to Electric Ladyland, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. It's good to be back. I'm also joined by fully licensed fashionista and grindcore balladeer, Daniel Miles. Welcome, Daniel. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for uh, having me, Mr. Neal. We, uh, we probably should explain what's going on here, Colonel, shouldn't we? Before we... Yeah, so um, the, dealio, the dealio is um, I am, I've had it up to my neck with Victoria uh, and <laughs> I've decided to move to, to the sunny, the sunny, well, well, the grass is greener over there, I believe, uh, in, in Perth. So um, I've decided to um, upend the whole podcast, flip the table and hand uh, my seat over to uh, Mr. Daniel Miles, who I think is going to do a great job. That sounds good. I might do that too. None of this makes any sense because you're actually here. That's Brady Jones, our regular, who is not here, who only lives just up the road. Yeah, no, but this is the tri- <laughs> This is the trial period where we're where, where, um, introducing. Awesome. Um, I'm on my piece here. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. like it's like a out, like a learner's permit yeah. sort of thing. I never got one of those. Did so you, this is fun. Did you get your podcast learners doc or? No, I was just born to it. Oh, right. Yeah. No, yeah. So we're, from here on out, the, the the podcast might be slightly different. There might be slightly different voices in here. Uh, it's the same crap, but we're just with different people. So that's the that's the plan going forward. I'll never be back. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> probably. Not. Yeah, me too. Not, after yeah. this, I'm never so, coming yeah. back. But um, Brady Jones is unavailable. We're going to smash out a couple of. Uh, we're going to smash out a season for you, good people, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's of the same high quality that it usually is. Look, I think actually, if, hopefully, it's better. To be honest, if nothing else, this just speaks to how much of a super fan of this podcast that I am. That mm. I would go to the lengths of murdering Brady yeah, to take it, his place. Was either I that mean, or, or his contract was up? I wasn't sure what we're going to tell people. So. You mean I didn't have to murder him? Uh, well, you know, it's, it saved me tearing up the contract. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're, mean, we're environmentalists <laughs> yeah, here exactly. at that Yeah, well, I mean, we, we could always say he was caught up in some kind of uh, uh, scandal that yeah, know, yeah. resulted in... He's been cancelled. A drug-related yeah. just say he's been He could have been pod-cancelled, which is yeah. Yeah, one of the worst forms of cancelling. Um, anyway, let's get this back on the on the road because that mm. completely derailed. Uh, Colonel, who's the sponsor for uh, to, today's episode? Well, uh, we've got a, a really special sponsor tonight. Um, they've asked me to read out this uh, well-thought-out message, so I'm just going to kick into it. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by Chicken. Real, actual chicken. Made by chickens, cooked by real chickens. Get your chicken delivered to your door, buy other chickens, and experience a family chicken-on-chicken chicken delight. Fresh chicken, tasty chicken, hand-raised, grain-fed, juicy chickens. Need a lift? Call a chicken. Our chickens will pick you up from your house, drive you to the chicken shop, drop you off, pick you up, get back home, get you back home safe as a chicken. Can ducks do that? Fuck no. Chickens, finger chicken. Good. Good. I want a chicken to drive me to a chicken <laughs> shop. <laughs> well, now, now you can. Thanks, oh. thanks, chickens. Um, now, uh, gentlemen, uh, you know, with uh, as is inevitable as, as a series goes on and the seasons progress and the, the, the watches drop off, 
and the listeners drop off. You have to do, you like reinvent the show a little bit and do things slightly different to keep re-engaged things. So I'm going to introduce a little something Ooh. that I haven't told you about. Is this like a, like a multi-round Ooh, or something? It's a little bit like that. Okay. I'm going to introduce... Oh, is um, there props? Yes, I'm calling oh, it props. the Dice of Mystery. Ooh, so we're oh, going to, I've got a pile of episodes that I wrote a long time ago. No one needs to know this, but we tried to record a couple of times and things happened. So I've actually completely forgotten what's in these episodes, to be honest. So there'll be no follow-up questions. This bodes well. But yep. I have a pile of episodes here that I've written, and I need one of you gentlemen to roll the dice of mystery to tell me which episode we're going to do tonight. I've got a D10 here. That's a 10-sided dice for the non-nerds that are listening. Look, I think uh, uh, as Daniel is the is the new podder... Oh, you're not going um, to. Uh, I, I, I'm going to hand it over to you. You yeah, get to yeah, roll yeah, the dice roll, of mystery. Please. Reroll on a 10... And uh, a man, a, a gentleman, will... a scholar, <laughs> all the bad things I said about you, I take back half a ballerina. of ballerina, you forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, out of the box. There's a... Eight. An eight. All right. I'm digging to the second bottom of the pile here. All right. Oh, good. This is a choose your own adventure It pod. is a bit, yeah. All right. I can't believe I came back on the, on the clip show. <laughs> 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 what a way to debut. All right. For those of you who have made it five minutes into this podcast and are wondering what it's about, I'm going to read now a story of the unexplained to my two friends here and ask the important question of, can you believe it? Yes. The story starts now. In 2004, American industrial corporation Alcoa planned to build an, an aluminium smelter in Iceland. Naturally, a large number of permits and approvals were required before construction could go ahead. Among these prerequisites was a site visit by a government expert to determine if any elves lived in the area where Alcoa intended to build the smelter. So wait, wait up, wait up. <laughs> I want to know who the elf spotting expert is and how they go about this. It's See any elves? It's a, nah. gov- it's a government job in Iceland, apparently. And that's yeah, a government expert. That's the job they have is elf spotter, elf expert. Yeah. I want to go to school. And be like, what do you be- want to be when you grow up, Timmy? I want to spot elves. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just need to ask this question at this point in time. Is is elf like a, you know, like Icelandic slang for like a bird or some kind of marmot? Um, no, no. This is we're gonna we're about to talk about like, Icelandic we're, we're, elves. We're talking, we're talking like Lord of the Rings. Elves. We're looking for Legolas here. Yeah, okay. I want right. to build a coal mine, but only if Legolas isn't here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah got okay, it. Got it. The inspection cost Alcoa a considerable amount of money and led an Alcoa spokesperson to tell a Vanity Fair reporter it created a delicate corporate situation as, quote, we couldn't as a company be in a position of acknowledging the existence of hidden people. Hidden people, or huldafolk, as they are known in Icelandic, are part of a rich folkloric tradition that continues to this day in the northern Atlantic island nation. Anyone heard of you guys? Are you guys across this? Are you familiar with Hulda folk? How would I be? They're hidden, Matt. Yeah. I'm not going to look at look as far as like uh, like the cultural exchange <laughs> between Iceland and Australia. It's relatively limited. It's like, Bjork. It's basically say, Bjork. It starts and ends with Bjork. Bjork yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know nothing about uh, about their nation other than like there's lots of volcanoes and Bjork is there probably singing above a volcano i'm pretty sure bjork lives near a volcano of course she in the midst of a volcano where where else would would you get inspiration to sing songs yeah she has like a doctor no base in the middle of a volcano yeah Yeah. i think this really speaks to just how well hidden these hidden people are that none of us have heard of them Mm. or you're just ignorance of iceland i resemble that remark (laughs) Well, the term Huldafolk has sometimes been taken to mean elves. The word alfa exists in Icelandic and actually means elves, although it has a slightly more negative connotation. This has led some scholars to believe that Huldafolk and alfa are two different types of beings, though non-Icelandic reporting on such issues tends to conflate the two, which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but um, just scientifically, uh, at a moment's glance, I can see that they're two separate species. <laughs> oh, um, naturally. Uh, yeah. And just a big shout out to all our Icelandic listeners here who are just shaking their heads all already at us. Yeah, going, and are waiting. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting for me to butcher some Icelandic that's coming up in oh, this episode. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've already started, yeah. to be honest. I think Hold the Folk and Alpha, I think I've done all right so far. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> that's probably completely <laughs> wrong. Um, all right. Iceland is believed to have been settled in the 9th century by Norwegians who brought Irish slaves with them. 
Alpha is an old Norse word for elves, and Norse mythology is filled with stories of dark elves and light elves, while Irish folklore is replete with fairies, elves, leprechauns, and other mythical hidden folk. The Icelandic Huldafolk are thought to have grown out of this combination of folk traditions. But in Iceland, they are considered more than stories. I'm about to hit a word here. I've written a pronunciation for myself, but I haven't done a good job with it. Okay, all right. In 1998, the newspaper, the newspaper Dagblavith Viser, bless you, Dagblavith mm. Viser, really shot from the hip there. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, we'll fix that up in post. Yeah, conducted a random phone survey of about 600 people in both regional and metropolitan areas to gauge the belief, uh, the level of belief in elves and the occult. The poll found that 54% of respondents believed in Huldafolk. Num- I want to be that poll. Someone just rings somebody up. Hello, have you seen any hidden people lately? <laughs> no? Hello. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Hello, do you believe in elves? <laughs> no, forget it. Forget it. No, no, no more questions. Um, the poll- I want that job. <laughs> so this number has been widely used to reflect the belief in elves among the country's 350,000 people population. Um, other, other commonly cited polls put the rate of belief as high as 80%, which is a lot for those who aren't math- mathematically inclined. <laughs> Thank you. The Doug Blathith Visser article reporting the poll cited the nation's long folkloric history, but also more recent incidents said to be linked to elves. In particular, it referred to an incident in 1970 when construction on a road between Reykjavik and Mosfellbær was stalled due to beliefs that a large rock lying along the proposed route was home to an elf. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to say like uh, they sent like water horses down and smashed it, uh, but what? no. I was also thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want that on the. Record. You know, you know how the elves do that. Like, yeah, naturally. But I, I wouldn't know because I've never seen them because they're hidden. But yeah, I, I've heard the folklore. You got to keep your eyes peeled. That was a Lord of the Rings reference, wasn't it? I finally caught up on that. Very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's a quote via Google Translate because I don't speak Icelandic. What? When the rock was supposed to be cleared from the road, equipment broke down on a large scale, the machinery in them melted, and more unexplained things happened. So this is why they're trying to build a road through there. They're about to try and knock down this, move this rock. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going, no, there's elves living there. The the, the fairy rock. Yes, this fairy rock. And and the machines just broke down and they couldn't do it. Sounds like creative accounting. Well, (laughs) it's like, I believe it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cool, that's a nice episode. All right, good, um, done. Thanks for listening. Sweet. <laughs> um, incidents of Icelandic roads being diverted or delayed due to concerns about Holderfolk habitats are surprisingly common. In December 2013, UK media outlet The Independent reported on a case heading to the Icelandic Supreme Court where elves were being cited as a reason to stop a major highway project that would have linked the popular Elf Tennis Peninsula with the outer suburbs of Reykjavik, where the Icelandic president lives. Elf advocates had joined forces with environmentalists. I was wondering when Hermione Granger would come into this. (laughs) To join forces with environmentalists to stop the project, saying they were concerned about an elf church that sat along the proposed route. The church, like elven homes, took the form of a large volcanic rock. Members of the anti-highway group, known as Friends of Lava were arrested while trying to block bulldozers. That's the name of my new metal band, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Friends of Lava. Friends yeah. of Lava. Yeah. I want to know if elf habitats come up on Google Maps when you're trying to drive in Iceland. I... We must reroute. There is elf rock here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I, I do like... Look, I don't want to... I'm not going to burst this bubble early on, but... I like that the fact that they're the where the Hulda folk live is just a big rock. Yeah. So it could be any big rock, and you could literally say, "No, the Hulda folk live yeah. there." And that's a big rock, and I am very tired. <laughs> is, is it only yeah, rocks that that they live in? Because I mean, my understanding of elves is that they like trees and 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 naturey mm. things, but no, it's I, 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 solid Icelandic rocks, rocks, boulders. Yeah, yep. they live within the rocks. Are they, they hollowed out, or are they just like? I think it's a. Uh, they just from, kind of like I don't, amorphously I can't, because I haven't inside I haven't, a boulder. I haven't reread this since I wrote it, but from memory, it's like a kind of not quite an extra dimensional thing, but a there's like, like a doorway to another elvish world. Yes, there's like a door, uh, an elvish world that mirrors. Speak, elves. friend, and enter. Yeah, I got it. That's basically how it works. That's another Lord of the Rings. Reference. There's two. 
Can get sued if we get another one in there. Mayor Gunnar Anderson said the problem was solved by meeting with a local psychic who could communicate with the Hulda folk. Oh, good. Thankfully, now we've got an open line of communication uh, because psychics will be able to like translate that information back to us regular humans. We need like a basically we need some kind of like uh, uh, like an ambassador or or some kind of yeah like like diplomatic relations set up. I reckon she probably just picks up the phone and just gives them a call. Like she's got that line of open communication. She's mm. just get, get, gets open her iPhone six and yep. just says, "Are you uh, are you <laughs> assuming the psychic's gender?" Ooh, I did. Um, Look at me. Yeah. Well, that's reverse it. gender bias. Well, you know, you're you're cancelled. You've actually, you've actually. <laughs> I'm pod cancelled. <laughs> uh, didn't even last like 15 minutes. So yeah. 15 thanks. minutes that's, and 20 seconds. That's what my wife says too. <laughs> Quote: We've walked. Well, you, you said an ambassador. So th- this actually worked. Quote: We've walked through the field together and talked to the elves. I should. I, do you want me to do this in a bad Icelandic accent? Yes, please. Quote, we've walked through the fields together and talked to the elves and they've started to prepare to move. That's Irish. I just completely messed that up. Well, you did say there was several Irish slaves. Yeah. And now you've gone into the Swedish chef. Yeah. All right. We've walked through the field together. Just double down on the appropriation, please. Yes. (laughs) Can you do it like sting singing? (laughs) We've walked through the field. Is that where you're going with that? Through these fields of gold. We walked through the field together and talked to the elves, and they've started to prepare to move out, Mayor Anderson said. We'll move the church soon so they won't be bothered by the construction. See, diplomacy works with the elves. But wouldn't the church be in a particular area because it's it's sacred and that's their you know religion? You can't just up and pick up a church and move it. It's, it's they, there for a sacred reason. They spoke right? to the elves and they were they were up for moving out and moving the church. The church is just the a elves, door to the dimension. That's it. The dimension oh, exists. Right. So you just walk plane. up to the rock and you go, are you cool with us moving you? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> hey, they had a psychic. Are you doubting the psychic? No, 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 no. Okay. Just, yeah. All right. In the documentary, Folk 102, which I highly recommend... It's on YouTube for free. You can watch it. I watched the whole thing of it. It's 102 is, yeah. is the... Yeah. Hold the Folk 102. I can't remember what it stood for, the 102. No, no idea. Um, University of Iceland folklore professor Terry Gunnell is interviewed in an Icelandic street where the road curves around a clump of rocks. He explained that a local resident received messages in his dreams from the elves living in the rocks, telling him to let the council know that they were living there. That kind of sounds unhealthy, really. It sounds totally reasonable <laughs> thing to take to council. What are you talking about? Yeah. Have you ever been to a council meeting? Yeah, that happens it's, it's, every second council meeting. Oh, anything. really? That's yeah. not even in the top 10 most unhinged shit <laughs> well, I've ever seen I, in a council I've, meeting. I've got like so many dreams I can bring to council now. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just get, up in, just get up in the general business section of I motioned that uh, about we ban dreams. all dreams where I'm nude at school. <laughs> like. uh, the council agreed to build the road around the Elven Rocks which, which, and the rocks which now have a street number like the ha- neighbouring houses. So if you wanted to, you could send mail to that particular Elven residence. Does it okay. have a letterbox? I don't think it has a letterbox, but you know. Oh, that's just just sort of. That doesn't make sense. You just kind of smush it into <laughs> the cracks in between of, the rocks of the boulder. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. The documentary is filled with stories about Hulderfolk. In one, a veteran shark hunter named Hildebrand the Bjarnson claims that when he was a child living on Iceland's northern shore, a child went missing. About a week later, the child returned exactly where it had vanished, fit and healthy. Hildebrander said he was told an elf woman had taken care of the child for a week and looked after it before returning it. Finally, we've got a real expert weighing in. A Vet- shark hunter. Veteran shark hunter. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see, like, you know, the, the selfies that he took, you know, uh, together. Uh, because, you know, such a momentous occasion. This you is would, when he was a would... child. He's an, a veteran shark hunter. Oh, so uh, so, so this is so like a child, holds... childish memory. No, he of... only hold, yes. hunts old sharks. No, he only yeah, hunts, hunts the hunts veteran sharks. sharks. <laughs> no, I do remember from this. He, this dude was like in his seventies, and he looked hardcore. Um, yeah, and yeah, so he was he was recollecting a story from his childhood. Oh, a story, right? So yeah. Yep. Okay. So gotcha. if, you, if you're going to play the um, photographic evidence route on this one, mm. we're not quite there yet. Okay. So, so far we're basing all of this off a psychic and a veteran shark hunter. I don't know what you're saying. I'm on board. 
The documentary also shows many volcanic rocks where Hulderfolk are said to live, as well as an elf church where some sailors claim to have heard Hulderfolk delivering mass or singing songs. Given Iceland's volcanic nature, rocks are everywhere on the island, just like Hulderfolk stories. Hang on, I've just got to warm up for uh, for this next uh, set of pronunciations. I need to do some stretches on this one. In the town of Hafnarfjordor, you can... You can I really, love your Icelandic I mean, voice. Hafnarfjordor. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Hafnarfjordor. Hafnarfjordor. You can go on a popular elf tour run by Sigabjorg Karlsdottir, or Sippa, as she oh, likes oh, to be I'm called. Going, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that, that was... Yeah, like yeah, that one? Okay, Chris. Yeah. Golf claps. The tour, the tour starts at a house with a huge rock sitting in the front yard. According to Sippa, as she's known... A man once wanted to build a house right where the rock sits. He asked the builders to get rid of the rock, but they couldn't move it. An old, neighbor, an old man from the neighborhood approached the builders and told them they'd never be able to move the rock because it was home to an elf. Quote, they told the owner he thought about it and decided to build his house somewhere else, Sipper mm. said. This just sounds like a case of lazy builders. Like, oh... Mate, I'd love to move that rock, yeah, but, you know. There's <laughs> elves. Oh, we can't. The elves are there. No, yeah. It's protected. You, you also need to think of, you know, the mystical retribution that elves would, would unleash upon you if you were to, you know, rehome their home. Like. For you and your descendants. Yeah, Given yeah. how it's, long it's elves like live. A, it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm going to, yeah. like, uh, you know, turn your balls into flowers or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, it's it's pretty permanent conditions. Yeah. And for generations think, too. Yeah. Your, your sons and your sons' sons well, will also I could have, have their, son, I could their have balls sons. florally arranged. I could have sons, but my balls are filled with petals. And yeah. <laughs> oh, that kettle flower balls over there. Yeah. <laughs> Sipper described Hulderfolk as looking like tall and handsome humans, while the elves, while the quote, elves are a little stranger looking with big ears and long skinny legs. So this gets to the thing of there being two different you know, there's a Hulderfolk and there's the Alpha. So the Hulderfolk are tall and handsome humans, while the Alpha are a little bit stranger looking with big ears and long skinny legs. This aligns with, with my hypothesis that, that they are two distinct uh, scientific species mm-hmm. of hominids. Based on your extensive research from listening to me for two pages. <laughs> for about 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Both are good natured, she, she said, but upset them and they'll put a spell on you. I put a spell on you! And that's when you get the, the, the petal... Flower balls. Oh, that's a, yeah. Yeah. The Icelandic elf school, or Elfaskolen, which teaches short courses... Elfaskolen. Yeah. Icelandic is a beautiful language. It's, it's I really wonderful. like it. Yeah. yeah. Your Alf- tongue is just outstanding. Elfaskolen. Oh, say it again. <laughs> which teaches short courses in elves and hulderfolk for tourists and locals alike says there are about 13 different kinds of hidden creatures in Icelandic. Wow, that's just blown my understanding of the... T- I mean, I was always, you know, the two species... <laughs> that was, yeah, that was your school of thinking. Boom! Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we discover there's 13 there's an extra. Varieties. There's an extra 11. And that's that only the ones about. that we've seen. Yeah. Imagine how many are actually unseen. hidden. Yeah. <laughs> these, these hidden folk aren't very good if we've seen at least 13 different species. <laughs> That's it. I'm casting questions around how good these hidden folk are. The school's headmaster, Marcus Skarfadinsson, <laughs> collects stories of elf, collects stories of elf and hulderfolk sightings, as well as sightings of trolls, gnomes, fairies, and dwarves. Yeah, tro- trolls are a huge thing. I saw a documentary um, not long ago. Um, what was, might have been on Netflix. Um, is this, uh, in in the movie section, uh, is this trolls the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Quote, but nearly great singers those trolls. But, but nearly seventy percent of our stories are about Hulderfolk, Scarfordinson said. These stories form the basis of the Alpha Scholin course, which you can undertake for fifty-four euro or about eighty-five dollars Australian. Although I didn't update that from when I wrote it a year ago, so who knows what the actual price is now? Could be as much as ninety dollars uh, Australian. Inflation is is rough. Yeah. yeah, this price includes the seventy-page study book, coffee or tea. And the, quote, best bread in the country, as well as pancakes with jam and whipped cream. Is it fairy bread? Ooh, good question. Racist. <laughs> now who's been cancelled? <laughs> Damn. The course itself is based on Scarfordinson's research and work collecting stories over the past 33 years of running the Alpha Scholin and lasts for three and a half to four hours. 
The Alpha Scotland's website lists a handful of the stories that Scarfordinson has collected in his more than three decades of study. Among them is a tale of of Haldor Goodnison, who grew up on a farm in the fjordlands of oh Jesus Christ, Sletrepa. <laughs> Slet Ripper. Slet Ripper. I'm going with, with Slet Ripper. I didn't write a prawn on that one. Uh, so um, that's what it looks like. I knew a Slet Ripper once. Slet Ripper. <laughs> it's a H and an R together. So I think it's actually like a Hr. Yeah. Yeah? I saw a Slet Ripper one night. Slet Ripper. <laughs> I spent the weekend in a Slet Ripper one night. <laughs> tell you that much. I bought a new car. It's a Slet Ripper. <laughs> Runs purely on gypsy tears and and uh, someone whose <laughs> balls are made of flowers. Uh, in case you're wondering, there's, this is the fjordlands in the most northwestern corner of Iceland. I know you were like slightly confused yeah. about where that might have been. I was thinking a little bit more south. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what I thought too. Just from the dialect alone. Mm. Yeah, I could pick that up. Yeah. In the middle of one paddock stood a great rock called Steinsholl. Now, Haldor's grandfather, Borger Jonsson never cut the grass immediately around Steinsholl, claiming great disaster would happen if he did. One New Year's Eve, 12-year-old Holdor and his, was, was playing near Steinsholl with five other children from nearby farms. Whoa, 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 hang on. His name's Holdor? Mm, yeah. Like, like from Game, Game of Thrones, Holdor? I've, I've never seen it, so... Oh, okay. I'm, he just walked into that lawsuit. You've never seen it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's spelled differently. That's Holdor... It's spelled H O D O R. This is H A L L D O R. Oh, forget but I, it. No, but no, I suspect. No, no, forget it. Forget they're it. completely different names. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. So, anyway, 12 year old Holdo was playing near Steinsholl with five other children from nearby farms. The night was clear and cloudless. Mm-hmm. Around 10 p.m., one of the children noticed Holdo was staring at Steinsholl. According to the Alpha Scotland website, Holdo couldn't see Steinsholl. In its place was a brilliantly, brilliantly lit church with, quote, an unusually handsome priest walking out the door. The priest... Because oh, no. pri- priests are never <laughs> priest, sexy, are they? Yeah. Sexy a priest priests. walking out to five kids on New Year's Eve. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> this is, this, yeah, this is going to be an interesting uh, conclusion. The priest wore a golden robe and a shiny red cassock and was holding fireworks in his hands. Run oh, away! That's, that's <laughs> I'm seeing red flags. <laughs> He lit the fireworks, which shot into the sky and exploded in spectacular colours. When he was finished, he disappeared. Only Holdo had seen this. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Years later, <laughs> you don't look convinced, Colonel. It's, well, uh, no, I'm just... You're I'm, expecting I'm, something a lot more interesting to I'm, happen. I'm, than... I'm looking for the more meaty elf... Um, information. So. He's, he's li- what are you lit- talking about? <laughs> there was a priest with fireworks. Yeah. I'm not sure what else you need. He had a no. golden robe and a shiny red cassock. Well, I guess I'm I'm looking for you know corroborations of of the magically appearing. Uh, so you're saying because it was only seen by one child, priest. you have some doubts about this. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, when it comes to to focusing down and putting some scrutiny on it, I think there might be some wiggle room to. No, is there? Is this really real? Are elves real? I don't know. Are you doubting the recollections of a shark hunter, a child, and somebody who just didn't want to whip a snip around a boulder? <laughs> yes. Um, and, that's and how you get a gig on this it, show. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard thing to to admit out loud, but yeah. <laughs> the how you get a gig Look. on the show is just believe everything I tell you first up. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> You're gonna do great, Daniel. <laughs> Years later. Gudni, Haldor's father, took over the farm. He didn't believe the stories about Steinsholl and so cut the grass right up to the giant rock to make hay. Well, that's that's basically as good as declaring war. That's like Mordor, like, you know, lighting the fires and, and, and blasting off the volcano. That signifies to everyone it's wartime. He may as well have walked up to Mordor, taken a piss on the inside, and then... That's about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Mm. It's just been on my Well, are you, are you ready to hear about the repercussions of, of Hodney, oh, sorry, Goodney mowing this grass? Are you, pre- are you prepared? Poor Goodney. Have you girded thy loins for this? I, I, yeah, I'm crossing my legs, but yes. Okay. I'll gird. Go. That summer, a sheep disappeared near the rock. Get fucked! <laughs> <laughs> We, 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 I was not girded for we, this. We, I mean, we we do try to minimise the amount of 
you know, uh, colourful language. But but appropriate but response. Warranted. Appropriate <laughs> response. We should, have, we should have warned him about that to start with, to be honest. But fuck it. <laughs> the following summer, Goodney again cut hay near Steinshoel. Oh, now he's asking for it. Don't, and again, don't say it. no, don't don't say it. He's doubled down on it. And oh, again, no. a sheep went missing in the vicinity of the rock. Well, now we've got two sheep missing. This is this is calamitous. He did the same thing the next year. This guy's a fucking murderer. <laughs> this guy's loose. He's chaos incarnate. The same thing happened again. And we'll keep in count. There's three sheep. At this point, Goodney started to believe there was some kind of spell connected to the rock, and so stopped making hay near it. He never lost a sheep in that area again. Thank God. I mean, Jesus. could you think of the kebab market? Like, <laughs> it would just be dropping. I'm uh, sorry, three, children. Th- three sheep yeah. is like, what, 12 kebabs? Like, <laughs> minimum. I'm yeah. sorry, children. There'll be no lamb chops this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, Papa, I'm hungry. What happened? It's just whale meat. <laughs> it was the rock. <laughs> Shut up and eat your whale meat. <laughs> well, this story from the Alpha Scholar website is undated. Others aren't. The Elf School holds numerous recordings from Holderfolk eyewitnesses interviewed by Scarfordinson, including Lara Bianadotir, who was 73 when she recounted her story over the phone to Scarfordinson in 2003. Hello, love. Lara was, can you do that in an Icelandic accent? Hello, love. I tell you a story. Hello. What is Hello. What is Everything that? comes back to this voice. Hello. Just vaguely, At least it's not Irish. Yeah, well, vaguely, that's true. Like, oh, hello, my dearie. Exactly. Can I tell you about the whale that I saw? It was being ridden by a hildefalcon. <laughs> it ate a rock. Lara was eight in the summer of 1937 and living in the coastal town of Bardestrong with her parents and ten siblings. Two farmhouses stood on the property, and near one was a huge rock called the Dwarf. So now there's dwarves and elves. Apparently. Look out, there's going to be orcs around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lara said the Dwarf was a strange-looking rock, as it almost looked like a house made of bricks. To be fair, if I was going to name this rock, I would call it the house made of bricks then. The, Not the Dwarf. Or the big brick house. Yeah. Big brick shit house. I'd just call it Fraser Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Um, the locals were convinced elves and fairies lived in the rock, with some claiming they saw lights shining from the rock at night. As a result, and- the children were always well-behaved near the rock and never dared to climb on it. Yeah, it's it's actually a uh, misunderstood um, uh, understanding of, of the, the relationship between elves and fairies because... You know, the elves need the fairies to communicate and illuminate the rock. So the humans know, but also, you know, they don't want to, you know, uh, like give away the fact that the elves are also living in the rock with the fairies. It's, it's a it very touchy... It needs to be subtle, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like a... It's, yeah. it's like those birds that eat, clean the crocodile teeth. It's exactly... I was thinking that very thing. Yes, it's exactly like that. It's a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. It's a symbiotic... Yeah. 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 An even bigger rock stood near the second farmhouse, but no stories were told about it. And was as that res- called the Big Dwarf? And as a result, the larger rock was not named. Yeah. I mean, why Big would Dwarf you? to his friends. Yeah. One day, Lara climbed up onto the unnamed rock and began playing. Soon she heard an angry woman's voice. Her legs popped off. <laughs> Her balls turned into flowers. <laughs> Soon she heard an angry woman's vo- voice yelling at her, saying, If you do not come down from the rock at once, you will be punished. But there was no one around. The other children playing nearby, including Lara's older brother, confirmed they didn't see an adult woman around. Lara said she had never been so frightened in her life. Mum's in the kitchen sipping sherry and Mm. just absolutely... Get off the rock! (laughs) um, (laughs) I'll kick your ass! Uh, Doc, if you could just refresh my memory. What Mm. what year was this? Sorry. Oh, it was 1937. 1937, right. So, like, Bluetooth speakers weren't invented by them. So this is probably pretty Oh, No, wait a minute. I think... No, 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 you're right. They weren't, yeah. Yeah. What about a really big tin can and a long piece of string? Mm. I don't think they'd invented string then. Or tin cans. No, they definitely had tin cans, but not string. Scarfordinson himself hasn't seen an elf or a hood of folk, but that doesn't stop him being an avid believer in them. Yep. Now, elves and Hulderfolk are regularly cited as grounds for concern by Icelandic citizens. In March 1982, a group of about 150 protesters in Iceland boarded three buses and headed for the NATO base at Kleflavik 
Airport, the largest airport in Iceland. The protesters claimed that the American Phantom Jets and early warning reconnaissance planes were disturbing elves that lived in the area. In 2011... Are there rocks in the sky that they're disturbing? How are they disturbing No, no, they're living around there. And, like, you've ever lived under a flight path? No. Colonel? (laughs) You've lived under at least two that I'm aware of. Yes. And and you know what? Like, the more... The further I go into my rock, uh, it it does deaden (laughs) the sound a, a little, but... Not enough to not wake up like you know when that big sucker comes roaring yeah. through. Like it's it, you get woken up once a, once a night, but no matter what plane you're in, yeah, the planes wake you up. Yep, yep. In 2011, elves and Hulda folk were blamed for troubles affecting construction work on an avalanche protection barrier in the northwestern region of Belongervik. On June 21st, two machines broke down. On the following day, another two machines failed. The next day, an accident occurred in a mine in the slopes. Of Mount Triadohina, just call it Mount Doom. Triadohina. That was being used to source material for the avalanche wall. Ironically, an explosion in the mine went wrong, causing rocks and dirt to rain down on four residential streets in Belongervik, which was where the avalanche wall was being built to protect it from rocks and dirt raining down on the town of Belongervik. See, I'm seeing causal links here. Mm. So naturally, it was the elves. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, no one was injured in the incident as it occurred in the middle of the day when most people were at work, but about a dozen windows were smashed by the raining rocks. This couldn't have been like any kind of naturally occurring kind of rock fall, could it? Some locals blamed elves and hulda folk for the machinery faults and the explosion mishap. Does that answer your question? Um, so some, uh, are we talking like, you know, like the creme de la creme of the local community or are we talking like, you know, the cat lady? We did hear a I story from a... I don't uh, have that data in my head. <laughs> oh, okay. No, sorry. <laughs> Our last recollection was from a 73-year-old woman who sat on her story for 65 years. Uh, so I think that answers your question. Right, yep. Work on the avalanche wall had begun just nine months after the completion of the $42 million, uh, sorry, 42 million euros, or that's about 65.5 million Australian dollars, Oshlidargon Tunnel between Belongervik and Hnifsladur. No? Hnifsladur. You're just like making these up now. I'm really trying really hard here. Hnifsladur. There's an F. And there's an F and S and a D in the middle of it. It's like as if I just stomped my keyboard with my fist in the middle of it. Sounds like a Scrabble hand. Hnifstaler. Hnifstaler? Yeah, that sounds good. Yes. <laughs> sounds like you just had a stroke. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> I'm sure Can this is like toast? this is like incredibly hilarious to people from Iceland. You know, yeah. Right now, like I feel like three absolute knobs from Australia <laughs> try, trying to pronounce their beautiful and, Did you and, call it a and, and melodic language. We're just yeah, absolutely butchering it. I reckon I'm nailing. I reckon I'm nailing a solid thirty-three percent. I'm these. so I'm so glad I'm going to get cancelled after this episode because. <laughs> I apologise to all our Icelandic listeners. Except Bjork. (laughs) Anyway, so they built this big big tunnel. I'm not going to say the names of it again. Between uh, those two places. And some people are saying that the angry elves that lived in the area had finally snapped after not being asked to give their blessings to these two large-scale construction projects. So they build the tunnel and the elves are pissed and then they're like, oh, now we're going to build an avalanche protection barrier. And they're like, no. Just fucking no. <laughs> See, but they, but they should have been consulting the the uh, Elvish embassy uh, before. Where this, was this, this psychic? Place. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, this is only 2011. Like this is contemporary times. Surely they could have sorted this shit out. Local nurse, healer, and hypnotist, Vigdis. That's Christ- a trio. Yeah, Vigdis Kristen Steintor's daughter, dot here Steintor's dot here said she believed Huldefolk or elves were upset by the repeated construction in the region. Quote, I had been in the mountain before with other people who sensed the natural beings weren't content with the disturbances to the ground and they hadn't been asked to move, Steintor's daughter said. Quote, we sensed they were sad about it. I wanted for us to apologize. Steintor's daughter said an opportunity to apologize to the Huldefolk had been organized for the day before the explosion that rained rocks on the town. Representatives from construction company Osselfel 
met with local seers and Reverend Agnes Sigurdardottir, who recited a prayer. Members of the town council were invited to come along and apologise, but refused to show up. About oh, two... They give them the old yeah. stiff arm. They give them the old cold shoulder. Cold mm. shoulder to the elves. And there's no colder shoulder than an Icelandic shoulder. Mm. About two weeks after the explosion went wrong, locals took matters into their own hands by singing songs and saying prayers, quote, in honour of the peeved hidden folk and elves. It's in... too late, baby, now <laughs> it's too late. In an effort to smooth ruffled feathers. Construction at the site was shut down, while kindergarten kids and interested residents gathered around to watch the performance and show their support. Local musician Benedict Sorgerson said, quote, he had been asked by both elves and men to broker a compromise here. Quote, I hope that this song will suffice, he said. The, the elves asked him to write a special song, like, no, he, or, they or perform to, a song. They asked him to, to, to broker a compromise. Because if I'm getting anyone to broker a peace deal, it's an out-of-work muso. Yeah, you know that you know that elvish pay is is good too. Like, well, like when you're pulling a gig for the elves, like That's you get the great the, conditions, the pixie dust. You get the decent rider. Yeah, like the 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 magical coins, and you get. They are known to to really appreciate rock music. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Can you believe it? Uh, well, okay. Well, um, well, Marzi, would you like to go first? All right, I've been. Uh, produced and shown some compelling evidence here. Uh, I have to say I'm particularly enamoured by the uh, the veteran shark hunter, the woman who sat on her story for six decades. Uh, and the one thing that really got me over the line was the fact that they invited kindergarten students to, to take part and witness... No, I can't believe it. I can't even... Oh, I thought you were going to like <laughs> just straight up believe it on your first one. And no. I was like, rookie mistake. <laughs> uh, no. So, so let's, let's break this down. Let's really get this mm. to a solid rock foundation. You're asking us, can we believe mm. in the presence mm. of Huldefolk? Huldefolk. And <laughs> you're begging me out for my pronunciations. You know what? I, at this point, we've we've seen absolutely no photographic <laughs> evidence, no video evidence, no. So this is 2011. There actual are actual statements around. from the hidden folk. They're the not going to just pop up for a, a photo, are they? I know, but like in in most circumstances, you know, when somebody was you know pr- trying to protect the environment you know, like barn owls or, you know, you're, you're trying to protect some kind of bird species. You send scientists in to study and determine the, you know, the number of species that are living yeah. in the area, what kind of environmental factors might affect their breeding or, or their, you know, mating season. But there's, there's lots a, of different things to, to... There's a government expert. I didn't hear from one geologist. <laughs> yeah. They just look at the rocks, man. They don't see the elves inside. But you don't you don't believe it, basically. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give a hard pass on hard this pass. One. Yeah, Colonel, do is anything at all swayed you about this? Oh, you know we're, what? I wonder about up to eighty percent of Icelandic people believing this, and you just, are you just going to shit on their customs and traditions? What would be in a say? word, yes, uh, <laughs> and, and and it's it's not through any kind of xenophobic or or, or misunderstanding or of, your long se- deep seated hatred of the Icelandic. No, 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 no. I, I would say that's more of a recent development, uh, probably in the last sort of forty-five minutes. Um, but I, I think, um, I think what I'm really and I, I want to go with you. I want to go right down into Fairy Town with you inside the rock. But I'm finding that there's just a lack of actual scientific corroboration for this like species of thirteen. You know, hominids yeah. living in rocks, you know, in... Uh, 100%. I I would be willing to say that I will 100% believe every word you have said today, but for the total lack of any sense of compelling evidence. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, we well, did... You put we, it like that. I mean, <laughs> like there, there was a shark hunter. A and, veteran and, and, shark hunter. And, yeah, and, and as we know, they are... You know, like. In any, in any situation, you want to go and find the shark hunter to get their account of things before moving on to any other occupation or... If there's yeah. one line of work that's renowned for not telling tall tales, it's probably veteran shark hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, not, a... we're not going to need a bigger boat on, on yeah. this one, I don't think. Did right. Alcoa ever build their um, power plant in the end? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you I wrote this a long time. The story's I, not about Alcoa. Yeah. Look, if I was to hazard a guess about a large international corporation trying to build whatever the fuck they want in sensitive areas, I'm going to say, yes, they probably built it. Absolutely, we put it there. We put it right smack bang where they told us not to put it. Yeah, that's it. So the title of this episode is Alcoa Killed the Elves. Basically, yeah. Alcoa versus the Alfar. All right. Here's my, uh, um, you know... Epilogue of three pages here, and and now, and now this is like this is the section mm-hmm. in the podcast where we actually get you know the the truth, and we find out whether we were wrong to suggest that maybe elves don't exist. Yeah, get ready to clear this egg off our face. Yeah, yeah, it's true that roads are often rerouted or giant rocks are moved to appease Icelandic residents' concerns about elf welf- elf welfare, elf welfare, elf, elf welfare, welfare. <laughs> about welf welfare. <laughs> <laughs> that was harder to say than half the Icelandic names. I didn't know Scooby-Doo was hosting this <laughs> The Icelandic people are often scared about Scrooby Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulderfolk 102... The Hulderfolk 102 documentary makes a number of references to roads where construction was affected by Hulderfolk and even speaks to people who relate second-hand or third-hand stories involving elves apparently helping redesign roads to avoid their rock homes. No proof is ever needed when making claims of elves oh, living in rocks, but the Roads Authority find it easier to vary road paths to appease elf friends than bulldoze over the top of them. It's a win-win for them. Road Authority spokesperson Victor Ingolfsson, who told German media outlet Deutsche Wahl in 2007, that although he didn't believe in elves, the Road Authority had to take them into account. Quote, We consider this talk about elves and hidden people as a kind of public public relations issue, Ingolfsson said, adding the authority repeatedly had to deal with people objecting to road construction plans on the grounds elves or folk lived in the path of the proposed roads. Quote, because Iceland is such a small community, we have to listen to everyone, Ingolfsson said. Quote, we can't just say, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, a, a, as mystical as it would be to just bulldoze all of the, you know, the boulders and put in, you know, great big uh, uh, factories and, and uh, industrial or just, or even just roads, mm. Or roads, you know... Uh, I, I do feel like there there is some you know some some uh, regret. I mean, you know, you wouldn't want to be you know fully out there destroying those those in, environments. Or you you don't want to. You're saying you don't want to be the in case there really is an elf living in it. You don't want to be the one company that destroyed the rock that actually did have elves in it. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you don't want flower testes. No, that's yeah. it. No and one wants flower it's balls. Irreversible <laughs> too, like. According to one article, the Icelandic Road and Coastal Commission even has a, quote, stock media response to inquiries regarding Hulderfolk. It goes thus, quote, issues have been settled by delaying the construction project at a certain point while the elves living there have supposedly moved on. As for the Belongavik explosion, where elves were blamed for rocks and dirt raining down the town, 14 previous explosions had gone off without a hitch. Ossifal's range... That 15th one, that's yes, that magic yeah, elven number. That's it. <laughs> Draws Ossifals. them up to the surface, <laughs> yeah. like like goblins. But I mean, don't tell oh, the elves that. Yeah. The engineers were able to figure out what went wrong with the explosion, explained this to the council, and gave assurances it wouldn't happen again. Elrond's council. <laughs> <laughs> that's three. I've three. Oh, no, Is there only three? Or would no, no, no. I've been lacing the entire episode. I've lost. I've <laughs> lost count. The rest of the construction of the avalanche barrier went off without a hitch, and Ossifal's insurance covered the damages. Writer Jonas Moody, or Jonas, Jonas? Because that's the name you stumble over. <laughs> well, Schlefdefrogen. Frogen Flegen. Well, he's... Jo- no, he lives... Oh, he might lives, be Jonas. No, actually, Jesus. no. It is, John it's, S. It's Jonas because he is an American, so it's not Jonas. Writer Jonas Moody, my name is Jonas, an American who has lived in Iceland since 2009, said the Alcoa story was typical of of non-Icelandic media over-exaggerating the whole elf thing. Moody Moody said inspection relating to elves was probably a reference, quote, to a law regarding environmental impact assessments. Quote, the assessments include... The assessment includes an archaeological survey to ensure no important artifacts or ruins are destroyed, and the site's history is also surveyed to see if it has was ever named in any Icelandic folklore, Moody said. 
and quote, and yes, some of that folklore involves elves. But if you're going to introduce the notion that some kind of ministry of elf inspection exists within the ranks of Icelandic government, you might as well also note that we that we take the Hogwarts Express to the office every day. Yeah. See, I'm, oh, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm how to get on that. Yeah. It's I'm, in Iceland. Yeah. I'm opposed to to the watering down of, of the uh, the the elf council that you know works and operates within. Elrond's council. The, the government. Yes, Elrond's yep. council. Within the government. It's a much needed bureau um, of investigation and and uh, government. I, I, and it's closed-minded views like that, which is why we need the diplomats. Yeah, just we, to, to breach this gap. This is what happens when you get people... We've seen a real downturn in the amount of psychic elf um, communicators uh, in recent years. And I think, mm. you know, it's about time we start putting up some job grants for it's to the loss of iceland as a as a nation yeah well it's i mean it's by culture to the detriment of middle earth really yeah (laughs) equally over exaggerated are the notions that significant numbers of icelanders believe in elves according to moody quote i've heard the elf thing mentioned in tired travel articles normally wedged between between paragraphs on the beauty of waterfalls and tips for eating ram's testicles but i personally know no one on this island who believes in elves he said None of my friends believe it, so it can't be true. He said while chomping on Ram's testicles. Yeah. <laughs> and looking at his flowery flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the statistics most often cited come from unscientific studies. One folklorist qu- quoted in Hall Folk 102 said the amount of Icelanders who truly believed in elves was closer to 10%, but about 80% of people would be unwilling to publicly denounce elves. Because then you get elf shamed in public. And, and flower balls. Yeah. Yep. University of Iceland folklorist Terry Gunnell notes the hardships Icelanders have endured over the past millennia. Volcanoes, famines, killer storms, avalanches, and some of the harsh, harshest... Tro- that, trolls, trolls. Trolls. I saw that doco. And <laughs> some of the harshest winters of any country in the world. Quote, Icelanders live in a world where invisible forces around them shape their lives, Gunnell mm. said. It's much easier to blame elves than climate change. This, I mean, but, but, but even... <laughs> I mean, this comes back to where a lot of folklore and, and religion comes from is because it is using stories to explain things that they can't otherwise explain. So if you something bad happens to your family, it's the elves. You know, if there is a really harsh winter, um, if there it's is the an elves. avalanche, yeah. it's the elves. It, you know, all, yeah, all of these kind of things. It's kind of a scapegoat for, for all of the world's problems. Or just uh, something to hang your hat on so that things Somebody's don't in, seem in, so in, unknown invaded and the capital on January 6th. It's the elves. <laughs> <laughs> Or the Antifas. Uh, It's the same thing, isn't it? It's a dialect thing. Well, funny you should mention that. The elves have also become a convenient excuse for protesters. Though the pro-elf people are often easily appeased by moving rocks around, groups such such as the Friends of Lava were annoyed and frustrated that their concerns about damage to ancient lava flows, animal habitats, and fragile ecosystems were being connected to and taken over by a bunch of, bunch of people who thought elves were real. Yeah, I mean... That's classic closed-mindedness right there's there. There's a breakdown in discourse there, isn't there? I mean, they could we actually help an one another. diplomat. Yeah. But as both of you have pointed out, there are no photos of Folk. Stories are never corroborated and many sightings come from children, often later recalled as adults. Mm. We should have got like Sir Conan uh, Doyle in there. Sir Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle. Doyle. Yeah, yeah, like he, he would have been all up in that. Probably. Yeah. Uh, in Hulderfolk 102, it's noted how ingrained in Icelandic culture Hulderfolk are. Kids talk about being raised with little traditions of knocking on rocks to see if elves are home or lighting candles around rocks around Christmas time for the elves. A large number of children interviewed in the documentary claim to have seen elves, while just as many adults claim to have seen Hulderfolk, but only as children. Mm. So you've got, you're setting this up here where you've got uh, a, a culture that it, they want to pass on to their children, and part of that becomes this belief. And so then the majority of the sightings come from kids who have active imaginations and then as they get adults they then retell these stories about what they saw as kids and it gets passed on and passed on or is there like is it just that elves only reveal themselves to to young people that is something i think that was uh mentioned in the document i didn't have that in here but 
that idea that children's minds are more open to it and so they're more accepting yeah i mean because they're they're vibrating on on a different level (laughs) and 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 they're able to accept vibrations from gibbity gobbity i mean it doesn't really matter just believe it did you just speak icelandic (laughs) yeah and those vibrations are felt through the rocks hence why they live in the rock which is why you you lay your hand upon the rock to feel the the elven vibrations mm. uh, that's how you detect them I, I do believe iceland became a christian nation around the year 1000 ad prior to this there were Common all era. pagan hooligans like <laughs> yeah bloody believing in wicker men and prior and... To, prior to this it was pagan and worshiped the norse gods but one of the nation's oldest text the Islendiga book was that's uh it's good book that yeah Icelandic book yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was written in the 12th century and I, I love the fact that there's a book that still exists from you know that's eight, really 800 cool. yeah, years ago that's like awesome. graphic novel or uh it probably had some pictures in it yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. notes Pop up? no no any photos <laughs> notes that the scratch and sniff <laughs> the Icelandic it smells like a Hinden flopper <laughs> <laughs> the Icelandica book notes that the pagan faction struck a deal with the Christian faction to avoid a potential civil war. The compromise basically allowed pagans to continue their pagan ways in private while publicly attending church and being Christian. So this way, the old folk stories were able to, vo- to survive in the same way that Christianity continues to this day in Iceland. The country is about 80% Christian, making it one of the most Christian nations in the world. Wow, really? I wouldn't have thought of that. And in many ways, Icelanders believe in elves like they believe in God. Unseen, but omnipresent, with absolutely no actual physical proof of its existence whatsoever. But just just faith in the elves. I like that. that I mean, that, that kind of gives My me that, that warm rocks. feeling, you know, when you're in Helm's Deep and it seems like there's no way out. And out. then out of nowhere... Out of nowhere comes the elves to support and help you and, you know, lift your nation. So there you go. The, uh, do we feel any better or worse about our belief or, or just dumping on Icelandic culture there? Or? I, I, don't, I, I actually didn't answer the question full up. So I'm just going to, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Mm. I don't believe it. No, but, I mean, but, all, all the points you raised are, are there. And uh, I think the, um, the tradition and passing on to the children is a really big thing in this. And that's why it has survived and why it is. I mean, you know, Jonas Moody, uh, who, who's written some really interesting pieces as an American living in Iceland, um, his point about it being sort of overblown, I think it's it's kind of that uh, maybe it's a thing that it's just kind of fun to believe in, of course, as yeah, part yeah. of Icelandic tradition, mm, and yeah. to pass it on to your kids. It's a kind of it's a it's a Santa, it's an Easter bunny, it's that kind of thing. Yep, absolutely. Um, so and and yeah. and there's absolute value, uh, like cultural value and community value in in those tenets. I mean, as preposterous as it might seem to us, you know, modern age people with our iPhones and gadgets and stuff, like it's it's a comforting thought, right? That there's somebody living in a rock right behind you and watching you and and you know mm. yeah that's what i want to know like when when i go to a boulder in my backyard i look at it and i think you know what that just makes me feel really good yeah <laughs> there's probably a holden flopper in there <laughs> yeah a holden flopper <laughs> anyway if you've got any complaints about our pr- pronunciation of uh of the icelandic language uh good yeah, good, um, good for you. Good. Uh, you could, you try. could try and contact us on social media, but we deleted it. So <laughs> we just don't have good access luck cancelling us. We don't, have, <laughs> we don't have access to it anymore, more to the point. Leave um, us a Yelp review uh, and <laughs> Yelp review. The, uh, the sources for all of this you can find. Uh, the easiest place to find it is on the Spotify for this and you click on the episode and all the sources are there for you to see so that you can tell I haven't just made this up. Um, but uh, yeah. someone has, <laughs> but it wasn't you. Oh, I should actually, I should clarify something because I did just mm. to get in the mood for this. I went back and listened to the last episode we did of last mm. season mm. At, uh, about JFK and the mortal era. Uh, and I just want to clarify I think I said towards the end of the episode that Jack Ruby died soon after shooting Lee Harvey Oswald. He actually lived for a few years after that before he died of cancer and he wasn't murdered. So uh, that's a retraction on what I said in that previous episode uh-huh. that was completely wrong. Nobody cares. I know. Nobody listens know. this far in the episode. We angered a lot of Americans in that episode, I'm pretty sure. It's one of the most listened to episodes we've actually done, the JFK one. And this one is going to really upset our Icelandic contingent of our fan base, I'm, I'm fairly sure. But, you know. Cool. Who cares? Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, 
Send us, uh, I don't know, like, subscribe, all those Log things. Log on to our Patreon. We, actually, no. we don't have one, we but do, we should. Like, we give have us a, money. Yeah. We have a tip jar. There's a tip Fuck jar me. you can go to. Um, it's on certain things. I've got a tip jar. Yeah, you can click. I think you actually click a link in, in the Spotify episodes. Um, you can go in there and you can give us money to continue yeah. to do this and feed you give our us crack money? habits. Why wouldn't you give us money? Yeah, I know. That's the question I ask I'm going to put my own day. money in there. Yeah, I'm going to tip myself. Yeah. Send us all the correspondence. It's like, it's like you know when you when you're busking. If you put a couple of coins in, people think, "Oh, there's something valuable worth paying for yeah. here." Yeah, I know. Well, that's why we haven't got anything yet. We haven't put, haven't put our own coins in the hat. Shit! All right, I'll get my Bitcoin. Let's go. All right, thanks for listening uh, for the first episode of season four. Thank you. Toodles.